Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tessa of Wrestling.com, joined by Dango, formerly known as Fandango of WWE fame. Uh, Dango, how are you doing today? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for taking the time. Artist, really appreciate the it. Artist formerly known as Fandango. Yes, yes. And speaking of which, I guess we might as well start off there. I mean, I know I, my, I myself watched you rise to real fame in WWE as Fandango. And I think, of course, it's fair to say that you enjoyed a lot of a lot of success there. And then, of course, the, that run in WWE may not have ended the way that anybody w- would have hoped. But now we here we are you know, a couple months removed from that. And I guess I just want to ask, you know, with that kind of time to reflect and, you know, because it's not like it's the day after the release happened, you know, where, how, how do you look back? I guess I'll take it generally how to look back on your time in WWE kind of all encompassing. And then I guess now uh, as you enter this next chapter of, of your career, you know, what are you most excited about and just kind of do your general thoughts on it? Uh, I'm grateful, bro. I mean, um, you know, a lot of my friends got released and um, let go during COVID of April of 2020. So um, for me to get another year working with Triple H and Sean and everybody down at NXT, getting a full year of, um, I guess not quite doing just comedy matches like Breeze and I were doing on SmackDown for a couple of years. So, you know, he, he challenged us down there, Hunter, and we had a good year. We had a, we, you know, we won the tag team titles, which was great. And, um, you know, I kind of proved to myself and, and proved to, um, the fans that, you know, that we, we weren't just a comedy act that we could go in the, in the ring. So, you know, I mean, everyone gets released eventually. So it's what you do with your money when you, you know, while you're making it. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, I had 14 years of WWE, so you can't really be that upset about it. You know, um, you can't change the past and I'm, I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed to, um, have a 14 year run and, you know, and luckily I got that last year and where we get to kind of do, um, I was really proud of that last year and doing some good matches with, um, with Breeze. Yeah. I mean, to me, I think I, I would definitely agree that as someone, again, I watched you back in your, you know, dancing Fandango days and you're, when you're facing Chris Jericho and then a far, definitely just a big leap from the, the work we saw on NXT where it wasn't comedy, wasn't about, you know, the gimmick was about the fact that you two could really wrestle, put on these very good matches. <laughs> so I really enjoy, I myself, I know many others enjoyed getting to see you in that, in that light as well. Um, so I guess basically, you know, wh- what was your, I guess maybe beyond that aspect specifically, you know, what were your, maybe your favorite parts about being in NXT kind of compared to uh, the main roster? Cause I would imagine there are definitely different animals in that sense where it's definitely yeah. a different, different yeah. style, different, just different work altogether. That's a good question. Um, so Dusty always talked about your body of work throughout your career. So um, it's kind of like the, the analogy of being an actor where um, Breeze and I were kind of in that, we were kind of, we were in that comedy uh, role, which, which we did well, you know, that's why they kept us doing it. And we did the fashion files and everything has a shelf life. So you, you can only do one shtick for so long that it's eventually like, all right, we get it. And you kind of have to evolve and keep moving forward. Um, so obviously the, the comedy kind of had its, you know, ran its course. So when we get to go down to NXT, not down to NXT, I shouldn't say, um, when we went to NXT, um, it was kind of time to challenge ourselves and put in some ring time. So I guess going back to your question is having two or three minute comedy matches on Raw or SmackDown, now doing 15, 20 minute tag team title matches for an old timer like myself, who's about to be 40 in a couple of years. I mean, it's kind of like, um, you know, you got to challenge yourself and 
get your cardio up and, and there's good the, the top level um you know performers guys and girls in nxt you know the roderick strongs and the bobby fishes and the, you know the kyle o'reilly's and just just the best wrestlers in the world so we we went from doing comedy matches two or three minute dance-offs or whatever now you're wrestling the elite of the elite <clears throat> uh no pun intended but uh, <laughs> um so yeah which it was challenging for us and it was challenging for me and i thank god that i had breeze there to keep it going for me to call my spots for me so <laughs> Uh, I feel like I'd be remiss to ask, I mean, I know that you and Breeze, I believe, were released in June, and of course, you know, NXT continued uh, to, or I should say WWE continued to kind of uh, make these uh, mass releases here with another of, another round kind of happening uh, very early August, and then of course, after that, uh, all this news about, and then we saw the, the launch of the NXT revamp uh, just this past week, uh, definitely a very different NXT uh, from one that you and I were just talking about, where like uh, when you were there, uh, it was really about wrestling the the elite of the elite, and there are there's still that's still the case, but it is in this very different presentation. It's in a very different vibe, intentionally so. So it's maybe in a in a general sense. What do you think about all the changes, both from a, a personnel aspect and also from a a presentational aspect? Because it is a very different looking NXT. Yeah, well, uh, obviously there's two different. Um, two different visions of it, I guess. I guess maybe the other vision, the older vision that when Breeze and I were there were, um, were the, was a third television show maybe with higher, um, you know, uh, tenured, longer uh, veterans in the business that have been wrestling for quite some time. But maybe there's another, um, you know, maybe there's another entity in the WWE higher ups that think that maybe this should be more of a developmental FCW type of, um, uh, system, which I can understand. Um, so just by seeing the product over the last, um, they, they don't want new, new show, right? At 2.0. Yeah. It, it reminds me of an FCW where you're mixing in newer guys and girls with some older veterans. So I, I can kind of see where, where, where they're going with a little bit more colorful. Um, you know, I, I think it's a good thing. I mean, they're going to use it, I think more as a, as a developmental, um, television show to get the guys and girls more acclimated to TV. Um, it's the thing. It's it's a business of perception, man. So I mean, there's a group of guys um, in the office that see it, see it as one thing, and then there's another group that maybe see it as a different thing. So um, as long as as long as the guys and girls are getting reps um, and getting acclimated for Raw or SmackDown, I think it's a good thing. You know, so. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of truth to that. And I, I do want to ask you, you touch on the, the SCW comparisons. A lot of people, myself included, uh, picked mm -hmm. up on a very similar connection there. And yeah. while you definitely at least were in the, the early uh, version of NXT where it wasn't quite FCW, but it was uh, much more of that developmental side. And then, as we just talked about a minute ago, you were also on the the other side of the spectrum where it was, you know, that third TV show, more of a, a standalone brand in that sense, you know, mm -hmm. just... I don't know. Do, do you think that there's real, you know, the, what's, which one do you think C is working as a better, maybe a better TV show, you know, where, because to me, the, the it's, it's very different. There, there's, there's 150 TV shows right now, if I turn on my TV and there's, there's different wrestling shows. So that doesn't necessarily mean that the old NXT is better than the new NXT or vice versa. It's just a different, it's just a version, different version of it. So the, the the NXT season four that myself and Brodus Clay and um, EC3 and a couple other you know a few other guys Brian Byron Saxon we were on was more of um, 
for lack of a better term, young boy, um, you know, greenhorn trying to pay their dues and we're going to put them in awkward situations, cut promos on the fly and, and kind of, they, they knew we could wrestle, but like what kind of personalities do these talents have? You know, you, you can teach someone how to take a hip toss or give a hip toss, but what can they do on the fly in terms of their personality and charisma? So I think, I think if you take anybody now on the main roster and put them in that situation in those scenarios, it's uncomfortable. Oh, it you is. Know, yeah. Cut, cut a promo, go run around the, the ring with a, with a keg, you know? So that's interesting TV. But then on the other hand, um, going back to your question, now you have a show in 2020, 2021 with a bunch of seasoned, um, you know, independent vet, veterans like Roderick Strong and then the best of the best elite wrestling. It's a good wrestling show. And that's interesting too. So it's just different versions. So I think the 2.0 is kind of a mix of both. You still have the elite wrestlers with the newer guys, Steiner's son, which, you know, everyone was talking about him on online and, you know, um, so you're kind of mixing the up and comers with the older veterans, which you need, you can't have a, a full show, of just, um, green guys, you know, because they need to work with the Roddies and, and the experienced guys. And that's how they're going to get better. When I was coming up doing dark matches, you would work the regals and the fits and the nobles. And that's how you get better is working people that are better than you. So I think it's a good thing what they're doing. Yeah. And I think there's, there's a lot of fairness in that as well. You know, that yeah. it is a very good mixture. Uh, and I definitely do want to touch, at least touch on uh, your run on the main roster and maybe even just kind of, for me, at least the, the beginning of your NXT run. Because I think, um, at least in some ways, you know, one perhaps obstacle you face on your main roster career is that, I mean, I know you dealt with some injuries to kind of, uh, you know, derailed things here and there. I remember, I think you had returned to, even when your NXT run began, you had dealt with an injury and that kind of, uh, delayed things somewhat and maybe things would turn out a little differently, at least in terms of what you and Breeze were able to do on NXT. But just, do you feel like that's something that, you know, kind of maybe set things back or like, how do you kind of look back on, on it now that the, that chapter is closed where, you know, how do you think injuries ultimately played a, a role in, in your run on the main roster or and then on NXT as well, I should say. Um, I definitely getting the injury on the main roster in 2013, where I, I got a concussion, um, I think wrestling the great Kali and um, that definitely derailed me. I, I think I was going to wrestle for the intercontinental title. Um, I can't remember who was the champ at the time, maybe Cody or uh, Wade Barrett, but that, that definitely derailed me. But I mean, the injury, um, I tore my UCL in a tag match in December of 2020. I mean, it didn't derail us that much because COVID ended up hitting a couple months later and, and, and just wrestling in general was kind of weird and wonky for a few months. But then um, when I got cleared, I said, hey, I'll, I'll drive down to Orlando if you guys want me to because no one was flying. And they're like, yeah, I'll come back. So to me, I don't know. Like if you don't go away, people don't miss you. So you can be the best talent in the world. But if you're on 20 minutes of TV segment every week, it's like – all right. So sometimes going away, I'm not saying injuries are good, but like <clears throat> you remember Triple H coming back from his injury. You remember seeing it coming out, um, you know, the rumble, I think it was, you, you remember those things because sometimes <clears throat> you need to go away for a little while just for people to miss you. And Absolutely. I, I think that, you know, I think that sometimes we oversaturate when something's good. We just push it down people's throat and we oversaturate it. It's going well. So keep putting it on TV, putting it on TV. But um, 
you know, in, in like a bittersweet kind of way, if you can get an injury as, as a performer and just as a human being, man, you can kind of reset your mind, you know, and you, you kind of step away and um, you can kind of get out of the grind of just traveling every, you know, every week and, and, and step back and kind of reevaluate your character and, and where you're at. So sometimes the injuries are, are not the end of the world, you know. No, no, I, I could definitely see how yeah. it's a case of like absence makes the heart grow fonder. And then you mentioned exactly. the, the benefits as a performer, but then, yeah, as, as you're just saying uh, for fans, it's like you, people miss you when you're gone. So then you come back and it like builds even more excitement. It's like, because then yeah. you weren't there and then you were there again. So I definitely yeah. see that. And now we've been talking a lot about the past and such. And I do want to talk about moving forward here, but you do mention that body of work that you've accumulated here. And that kind of as a segue, you know, all things kind of put together here across your run on the main roster and NXT as well. Uh, just kind of across the board, is there any one or I'll give you maybe even two matches that you'd kind of point to as the, the best example or examples of, I should say, who you think you, I, who you think like kind of represents who you, who you are as, as a performer and or who you want to be going forward? Um. You know, I remember we did a tag match um, to kind of reference um, to to the questions. I got kind of two different um, ways of answering this. But when we were doing comedy matches with Breeze, we were at the Usos um, at the Backlash pay per view in 2017, which I, I I showed up to the arena in Chicago and I had all these ideas of this you know Rock and Roll Express great tag team match, and we went in, spoke with Vince, and he's like, "I want you guys to go out there in costumes," and, you know. I walked, we walked breezing out. He's like, I want you to come out and wear those outfits you guys have been wearing in your interviews, you know? And we're like, all right, yeah, sounds great. And I remember leaving the office and I'm like, I look at Breeze, I go, he's ribbing us. And then, you know, so he wanted us to dress up in costumes. So we went out there, we did the whole deal and Breeze dressed up and they loved it. You know, it was something different. And um, right as we came through Gorilla coming back, I'm like, he's, he's a G and he knows what he's, you know, he knows he's, there's a reason why he's, you know, he's, he, he is who he is. Cause he, right. he knows what the fuck he's talking about. So um, I, we were proud of that because we kind of took a weird situation and just an, un, uh, a unique, um, you know, formula of a match and, and, and kind of hit a home run with it. Luckily we were in Chicago and, and they're awesome out there in the crowd. But um, so that, that, that was kind of a proud comedy moment for us. And, I guess, I guess winning the tag titles for Breeze and I just for all the ups and downs we, we went through, you know, obviously me being an old grizzled piece of shit that, uh, you know, <laughs> edit that out, um, <laughs> being an old banged up uh, worker, you know, kind of overcoming all these injuries as we get a little momentum, I'd get hurt. Um, and then Breeze, you know, kind of dealing with the frustrations of, um, you know, just being a singles wrestler, waiting for me to come back, and then me coming back finally and getting a little momentum. And then we won the tag titles down there, and just you know, Hunter and and Sean and Road Dog and everybody down there, kind of um, putting some faith in us. You know, as kind of two older guys to work with the young guys, it meant a lot to us. You know, so I guess that's my serious uh, wrestling uh, favorite moment. I guess. I, I think that makes perfect sense, obviously, kind of reaching the, the pinnacle of success there. So now moving forward, I know that uh, you're, you're getting ready here to uh, really kind of re-enter the wrestling world once again. I saw that you have been announced for, res uh, what is it, WrestlePro. Uh, you're facing Brian Myers. Yeah. That's a very fun, yeah. fun matchup yeah. there. Uh, yeah. But then kind of, kind of using that, you know, 
Uh, what are your thoughts on facing Brian, a guy that obviously used to work with in WWE, and then uh, kind of the springboard off of that, you know, that will be, I think, for a lot of people, the, probably the first time they've seen you since your WWE release. So, like, that makes me want to question, you know, what, how do you want to be presented as a character going forward now that you may not be so pigeonholed in that comedy role? Like, what are you kind of cooking up here? Well, I'm not going to give away all my oh, secrets. I know. I just think it's a little teaser. You know, I've been really every day, just every every day since the end of June, just kind of thinking about Steve Kern always taught us, like, um, take yourself out of the ring and put yourself in the crowd and then look at yourself and, like, how would you, would you like who you're pretending to be, you know? So, like, kind of the analogy of just, like, um, would you like this guy, you know? Would you like this character? So... I played this character in NXT when it kind of transitioned from NXT season four into Redemption. I don't know if you remember that show. It was kind of, I think it was on AM radio or something, but it was fun because we weren't, we weren't overproduced. So they didn't really care a lot about the show. I think they had an overseas TV deal. So they're just like, they just needed content so we could just cut promos and, and we weren't handed scripts where we have to read each line verbatim so a guy like me that can't remember lines that was great so i could just go out and ad lib and i kind of came up with this creepy like dirtbag character uh johnny curtis and it's kind of our characters in wrestling have to be a little bit of yourself i think times like 10 or 100 or whatever you know so I have zero ballroom dancer in me. So me trying to translate that character is, is hard, you know, it's right. not me, right. but, um, but I could pull it off a little bit, you know? So I, I think for people to really invest in a character like John Moxley, that's John, you know, that's, that's, that's him, but he's turning that shit up, you know, and same, same with um, a bunch of guys out there. So I think, I think being able to play kind of myself times a little bit more, um, I guess I'm saying I'm a dirtbag, but, um, or, you know, kind of a little bit more myself, you know, I, I think it's more comfortable than uh, going out there and shaking your ass around. So, and um, it's just tough, man. When, when you, when you can play that good comedy role, they, they want that on the show. So they're going right. to, they're going right. to keep kind of putting you in that role, you know? So like, there's a reason why our truth been on TV since like the, the nineties, you know, because he does a good job at it, yeah. what, he's, what they want him to do. But unfortunately, like for me, it's like, you kind of get pigeonholed into that role and it's, it's hard to get out of that because people look at you and you're the dancer guy or, you know, you're the juggling guy or whatever, you know, like you're just kind of the clown of the show. But so that, that I guess that's, Kind of going back to your question, I'm excited. Hey, hey, my dogs are nuts. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to kind of getting out there and working with some of my old friends, which is um, exciting, like Myers and Cardona and um, a bunch of the other guys are taking bookings like Heath and um, so just getting, getting back on the road with the guys that I used to travel with um, and just character developing, coming up with my own promos and kind of the things that I want to do. And, you know, uh, I think that's the biggest thing is you're in charge of your own, your own career in terms of being back on the Indies. So you can come up with your own shtick and if it doesn't work out, it's kind of on you, you know, you don't have the machine behind you pushing you. So um, you can succeed on your own or fail on your own. It's up to you. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I imagine it's a very exciting time. Uh, you mentioned Matt Cardona. I'm a big fan of his myself. And I guess yeah. that kind of leads me to a question that 
you know, now here you are, you have this freedom. I know you're, as I said, you're facing Brian Myers at WrestlePro, but obviously the natural question I think is that when you look to you know, kind of what's next, do you kind of see yourself uh, doing more kind of bouncing around, get shows like WrestlePro and others? Do you think you might kind of eventually work your way to, to an, an impact where you could work more with, with a Matt Cardona or even, even AEW? Like, or is, is that is one of those a goal or is it, or is more just kind of to, um, you know, explore a little more freely? My, um, my goal when I first started wrestling in 1999 was to wrestle for the WWF, WWE, and to wrestle in Japan. So, and the ECWA Super 8, but I don't even know if that's around anymore. But, I'm pretty uh, sure it is. Is there still a Super 8? I think? thought so. I thought, I thought yeah. so. Well, fuck, maybe I can get on that too. <laughs> but I'd like to go to Japan um, before I'm too old. And then, um, you know, I've been, I've been under contract for 14 years, so I've only been able to wrestle for one place. The last independent match I had was in like 2006 um, when I was down in Deep South Wrestling. So just the freedom of being able to travel around, taking my girl with me on the road, going to Alaska to wrestle for uh, Kevin, you know, the, just, just being able to bounce around. Um, at this stage in the game, it's not necessarily just about the money. It's about the freedom to be able to go out and create and cut promos, come up with characters. It's like being a comedian on the road. You can go to these smaller nightclubs and try out your shtick. And if it's not working, then you can adjust it. And then eventually maybe go to, and you know, to NWA or TNA or AEW when you're kind of more polished with your new character. Um, but right now for the foreseeable future, it's definitely just, um, definitely don't sign anywhere and just um, go out and just travel and have some fun and, see my old friends and you know bullshit so yeah, that obviously makes that makes a ton of sense and yeah. i guess lastly here you mentioned that uh freedom and exploring you mentioned potentially working with some of those friends but maybe kind of beyond that is there anybody that comes to mind that you'd want to face in, a, I, 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 in that process of you know exploring and, and honing your your craft and character yeah i'm, I'm intrigued with a few different guys um you know, obviously Moxley. I, I, I'm a big fan of his. I, I, I like, um, I like, I like the way he um, he makes people believe who he is in wrestling, which I think is it's not hard to do nowadays. But um, he commits to his character. Um, there's a couple, a couple other guys, um, Cardona, which I, you know what, man, that that kid, he. Um, he loves the business and you can just see how much he invests his time. And he puts his, a lot of thought into what he does, which I like the, the last wrestling, like the, the, the show he was on with GCW. Yeah. was like first wrestling show that I bought in years next to, um, I bought two wrestling shows in like the last 20 years. One of them was gallows backyard wrestling thing, whatever the fuck, that right, was, right. Uh, which was awesome. And then the second one was uh, Cardona's match. And he did such a good job of playing the heel, man. Like it reminded me of an old Memphis match, you know, where he played. He, a lot of guys are booked as heels, but they'll go out and do a bunch of cool moves and they don't want to show ass. And they're just really kick ass heels, which are baby faces. So him to go out there and play a coward, an Andy Kaufman type of guy who's going into someone else's environment into a, into a different. Um, oh, he's like a, a you know, going a Red Sox player going to the Yankee stadium and just totally playing his character to a T that made me like, 
it made me excited about going to work on the indies just seeing that because you know people are you know companies are drawing really good houses right now and fans are really invested because they haven't been able to go to shows in a year plus right. so. but um yeah it's cool to see matt just um doing really well outside of WWE because i know i know he loved being at WWE, and you know that was his uh, obviously dream job but uh sometimes man it's just um you know, you think your whole your whole life and your whole career has to be WWE, but it's it's at the end of the day, it's wrestling. So, you know, yeah, there, there it's, good step step away. it's good to see guys step away from there and, and still be successful. You know, yeah, absolutely. I, I know, you know, I my I myself, many other fans, are looking forward to seeing you, uh, you know, return at hit the ground running and explore. And as I said, and as you you were talking about honing your craft and. Uh, perfecting your character here so it's definitely gonna be a very exciting time moving forward and i wish you nothing nothing but the very best and i definitely appreciate your time today thanks dude i appreciate it bro